Good evening, all my friends in YouTube land, and uh, in this case in Zoomville. So this evening's Dharma talk, Consciousness First, and uh, it's just a way of, um, as a, a, a reference point for me to encourage you to be aware of that aspect of your mind that seems to be an open dimension where thoughts arise. It seems to be Call it awareness. We talk, call it consciousness. Uh, the focus part seems to be awareness. The 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 uh, uh, default part seems to be uh, consciousness, and and it it divides itself up in uh, in all kinds of ways that are meant to be helpful uh, to our well-being, to our desires and hopes to get that, keep away that over there, but we want more of this over here, and uh, and we want to disregard anything that's taking up too much of our time when we're on the way to the ice cream store. So again, for the 15,000th time, always about awareness. Success and failure, or those are in the past. If you're interested in success and failure, um, go find another teacher. I didn't succeed in anything. And even that's not a credential. But the whole success and failure idea is about anything. Uh, has some kind of an outcome, some kind of a fruition, some kind of a, um, we work really hard and we become uh, really good at playing the guitar, to be very literal about it. But you can also work very hard and find out fundamentally who you are and what this is, because sometimes referred to as a duality. To see that there are no separate things. Every time I say this, I feel like some kind of a counter in the background is going, uh, 5,682, 5,683. But I, I want to say it over and over again because it's so important. It's so important that when you sit down, hold still, watch what moves. Because what, what moves is not as near as important as the space in which it occurs. But you won't understand the space in which it occurs in a non-ontological way until you watch the ontos. In other words, the thing quality of, uh, of objects, ideas, uh, uh, conclusions, um, analyses, and so on, outcomes. Seems to be necessary to watch the things come and go. Do a lot of it. And in so far as you can, uh, refrain, uh, refrain from uh, making it any worse. So don't add. Uh, do no math at all, at least while you're doing the sitting practice of meditation. When you get up off the cushion and you're in what we call post-meditation, then just be aware of whatsoever, whatever's uh, moving or not, or do it as a practice or don't do it. I would leave that up to you. And the, and the reason I say leave it up to you is the causes and conditions that are arising in each person's individual post-meditation or life or at their job or their business or working with their dog or the next door neighbor. Um, less protocol is better there so that that which can, is showing up can be seen more clearly without one trying to lay some kind of a trip on everything so that you get the what the credential of being more aware. A lot of people are wandering around after meditating and making assumptions about how much more aware they are. It's maybe, maybe, but it's, it's a little clumsy, that kind of credential. So at some point I'll, I'll begin to slow down or stop talking and ask for questions. And questions are very helpful uh, to for all of us uh, for, to help draw out what I might not be able to uh, produce on the spot in terms of uh, some kind of uh, something that would be helpful. Consciousness uh, first, the, the very, very uh, you, you could say it this way and sometimes it's done this way and, and this may work for you or not, just or you or not. Just to be aware of being aware, just aware, just notice, just uh, just uh, f uh, just a first shot of it. Just notice that you actually are that whatever uh, identity you are concluding that you are, or that you aren't, or whatever position you're taking on on that me complex we call the ego, that that there's an awareness that doesn't belong to anyone. The the ego doesn't invent that. The ego didn't come along. Well, I think you know. I think I need to get a hold of some awareness somewhere. Wonder where they're selling that at, or wonder who I can deal with to get more awareness. But those kinds of things uh, uh, can even come up in in, uh, in, the, in the Buddhist tradition. Uh, Buddhist tradition is 
open in such a way that it's a cumulative tradition, tradition rather than revealed. The revealed is somebody up there uh, connects with somebody down here and they become the messenger of uh, Gizmo or whoever he is. I don't mean to mock anybody's spiritual path. People should, people should do whatever they need to do, and I would support them in doing that insofar as I'm able. So the, the real kind is that kind of a imaginary authority that, that someone is able to usurp and manipulate people, control them. Maybe their intention was good, maybe not. Maybe their intention was good, but their insight into the fundamental nature of their own mind and the fundamental nature of the society they were in, there was misunderstandings that caused them to feel like they should control people instead of liberate them. They might even say, well, you know, I'll control them for a little while and then eventually they'll they'll uh, connect with uh, God or they'll, you know, through me, through my wonderful presence and so on. Again, not trying to mock anybody, but there's a lot of baloney back there. If you haven't ever looked at it and do it at all. And a lot of great uh, teachers and teachings. So um, I say, if I function as your teacher, listen to what I'm saying, train your mind, sit down and notice how untrained you are. And do a lot of it until you don't see anything else, until you see what this fundamentally is. The next time you sit down, hold still and look at the wall, just be aware, use the concept of consciousness and, and go into that and notice that you're, you're actually aware, you're, that you're, the awareness, that you're actually aware of sitting there, you're aware of the wall, you're, you're aware of your body form and you're possibly some part of your body may be a little uncomfortable. Maybe you're aware that you're do dozing a little bit but it's the awareness that is important, not the form that arises in it, though you cannot understand or see into the nature of the awareness unless you look at the forms that are moving without adding, subtracting, or dividing, because that causes one to go back down into and reify, reaffirm a self and an other, which of course the extreme of that is warfare, and the other extreme of it is uh, uh, grasping or Love, the relative kind. Go ahead. Yeah, yes. um, you say consciousness first. Is there a second? Nope. I mean, there's things will, will will come into your mind stream, and then you just can return to just consciousness only. But but there has to be it has to be some kind of a practice dynamic there because you can't actually locate it because it's, it's it doesn't have any status as a thing. Consciousness is the space in which the apparent things show up, in which we grasp at some, reject others, and shut down on others. And this causes the grasper, the, the rejector, and the ignoring uh, aspect of the consciousness that we referred to as the seventh consciousness. We're just trying to find a way to talk about it that is, uh, that is helpful to any, any one of us to train our mind to see fundamentally what is true and how to fundamentally help others without interfering with them more. Yes, so um, in our practice setting, if we're sitting on the cushion, um, beginning our practice, and a minute ago you said, notice the wall, notice if you're dozing, is is that the consciousness you're talking about? Is that consciousness that, first? That would be how you would practice it. Yeah, that, that would be the path quality of it. And so the, the ground is difficulty or confusion or what the hell should we do with this or why am I suffering or just confusion or just the basic teaching of the Buddha, life is suffering. And the path uh, is uh, practicing uh, to train the awareness to re, know, reshuffle the deck or re, re um, work with the awareness so that the conditioning, the enculturation of the things that have been going on, not only in this lifetime, but for centuries, uh, that we uh, retrain that. So this means that we might need to go in and uh, and look at the fundamental uh, area of that where, where the where the forms actually arise at. Look at that. Look at the root, the radical position on that, and um, and just watch what moves there without accepting it, rejecting it, looking. We give it no about Don't back. Don't validate that, don't invalidate that, and don't turn away from that. And then, as we go along, then the awareness itself um, begins to become, to speak about it relatively, it begins to become a primary. 
were just on receive. There's no, there's no receiver. More questions are good. Can you bow in? Yes. So when we're on receive, um, does that include naming? So just yeah. as you were saying, we're sitting looking at the wall, we see a wall, we say wall. Is that is that also so the practice receive? would be to, to do as little as possible as far as adding or naming or math or numbers or any to do as little as possible in that area. But then the fruition aspect of that, to for lack of a better uh, name or indicator or dynamic. The fruition of that would be everything is is uh, there's no difference between what is arising in the space and the space itself. But it needs to start with the some kind of a just like you, yeah. The, you sometimes hear people say that at some point the, the boundary between meditation and post meditation vanishes. So I've even said that, and it does. But also the the objects in the space and the separation between the space and the objects that goes away, and all you see is this. You just see this, so there's no other word for it other than to use language. You'd have to say this because there's no longer this and that. Yes, I hear you now. Michael Bowen. Okay. My question has to do with observing and learning. And is is there a is there a point when when we drop the the observing? How can you learn without observing? I guess is my question. Well, you know, it's a it's just a different kind of learning. Like I say in the in the book studies, uh, people say might come to me and occasionally and then you say, you know, I just don't understand this. This is just very confusing. And I said, I don't care if you understand. I don't understand it either. I'm not a scholar, but it's important to study it. And studying it means that if you're studying and you're studying the way I'm talking about, you're on receive. And if you think that you need to back out of there because you're not getting it, this is a really highly refined form of self-centeredness or egotism. And if, if you don't understand, you should ask more questions because usually that kind of uh, narcissism is very much hidden from the person who thinks, well, I just don't understand that, so I'll go the other way. But if I don't have permission from that person, if they just say that and they don't give me permission, I can't say anything about it because I'm interfering with the very thing, what they need to see. This is not about collecting information. If you want that, go study chemistry or, or go study uh, study Buddhism where you're gathering information and you can talk about uh, uh, all the different schools of Buddhism and remember this person, that person, this school and that school and have a lot of things memorized. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. Maybe some people, maybe they should do that. We certainly do a lot of it. I just counted the number of books on my book list and I think there's over 50 on there. You want to study? Study what the books I point to. But it's not about learning. There's no tests. I would never think of, of ruining anyone's uh, progress on the spiritual path by testing them, even though they did it in Shabala. I thought it was ridiculous at the time, but I also gave them the benefit of the doubt and thought, what the hell do I know? Maybe this is what we should be doing. If you don't understand about that, the difference between learning in terms of language or skill or uh, material, um, uh, working with phenomena, working with things, ontological status of things, which is uh, just means stuff. So there, there's going to be some of that. Sure, you know, you learn the formal truth, the Eightfold Path, the 12 links, and then you go on and then you, maybe you need to know, you need to have a lot more conceptual underlayment to your awareness practice. Everyone seems to be a little uh, different in that area, and I appreciate that. So, but, but it's not about... Michael Brown. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. It's, it's not that I don't understand. My belief is that I do understand. Yeah, same problem. Same problem. I, I just said to all of you, I said, I don't understand. That doesn't mean I don't understand some of it, but I don't, don't understand it uh, in, in the way, say, somebody who is really, has a really good uh, handle on working with concepts and working with, so I don't, I don't really, doesn't really really uh, show up that way. So I have some understanding, but we tend sometimes we tend to overdo that if we find out we're really pretty smart, then we can get ahead of the game and and nail it. So my volume was turned up. If you, anybody wants to ask me another question, go ahead. Chisho has a question. Chisho, oh my gosh, Chisho's on here somewhere. Where is he? 
on YouTube. If I'd known he was on here, I would have changed the way I said that. I think he's up here in YouTube. I don't see him. Go ahead. What's the show's question? He asks, will we ever know if we are just receiving? I, I think so. I think I, it could be different with different people, but you you know the way you know it is you don't know what what's coming your way. You don't find, you know its name. Sure, you know it's a uh, it's a, a red winged blackbird. Uh, you know it's a uh, you know if you're in the South China Sea, it'd be a uh, maybe a whale. You, you'd know that. You'd know, you'd know what that was. But that's that that's the end of the elaboration. It doesn't belong to anybody. It doesn't. It doesn't have any any qualities that you add on. You, you receive the qualities that that are there. It's blue. It's covered with water, or it's uh, has red wings and it's flying through the air right above your head. A very very simple perception. And if there's a very simple perception, then the ideation that pops up as I'm perceiving that uh, that gets no fuel at all. So it's just a perception doesn't mean there's an organism here and an organism there that are uh, sharing the same, roughly the same uh, uh, thing we call space. It just means that they're not separate. And if we see that, then there isn't anything else to understand. Yes. And you're bowing. So um, just to continue on uh, Certainly. the same vein with Chisho. So if... If we are just receiving, you mentioned red-winged blackbird, a whale, you see the qualities. So what if we have a preconception, uh, especially in light of the racial unrest that has been prominent? Yes. Is there a way to intercept the reception and reframe it if we have a certain prejudice towards yeah, a nationality uh, or something? It's only, as far as I can tell, it's only about receiving. Just receive it. And there may be some production there, but it won't be very much. At some point, it, may be, it might be a great deal. But initially, the practice part is just receive, just receive, rather than do something, do something. As Dogen said it another way, when you go out towards the, the world, this is delusion. When the world comes to you, this is awakening. My way of saying it is just receive, don't produce. But if you do produce, then just observe what you're producing. In other words, rather than validate it, that's really doing, I'm really doing, I'm doing this because of this or because of that. You just, we just get tied up in terrible knots called relative truth that looks like there's such a thing as right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, life and death. That's the big one. We, we actually think we're living beings. And I'm not saying we're not, but I'm saying look deeper. Nobody has told me this. I mean, you can read it. It's all over the Advaita teachings and the, the, uh, the Buddhist teachings and uh, the Upanishads. It's all over the place. Not to. But if you see it, you don't care what any, anyone else is saying about it particularly. More about that? Not at the moment. So what would come, so what would come instead of what comes and then you add on, which then you'd all have, also have as a practice, you'd have to receive that also. What comes is just what comes. Whatever is showing up is what you see and what you receive. So there's no there's no division between I don't like this part, but I'll take this. I'll take some of that, but I don't want that that's coming over there. And who cares about that other thing? Passion, aggression, and ignorance. Maria Bowing. Yes. What is that which we receive? What, what is that which we receive? Yes. So relatively. It's just whatever's moving, relatively. That's the practice part. That's the path. The ground is suffering. The path is, let's look at the suffering, rather than come up with ideas about how to cover it up or how to get away from it or medicate, or for that matter, meditate ourselves away from it. Let's look at it. Let's see what it is fundamentally. So that uh, can show up as all kinds of things, depending on the karma that brought you into this realm in the first place and caused, and caused you to trip over this particular tree branch called the Buddha's Dharma. And here you are practicing this. You're still at that same spot on the ground where you fell, practicing the Dharma. And so, and then eventually by through the act of receiving and giving everything your attention, eventually uh, you start to receive or see 
what this fundamentally is, and it is not separate. So all you see is yourself, as long as you're, you might still be embodied for another 50 years or, 20, or 50 minutes or 20 minutes or 20 years, but you don't, you no longer see anything else. The teaching in the third training teachings is called empty of other. And it's not like there isn't other people. Yeah, you talk to them all the time. You're always going to meet people where they're at. And if they think they're real and they think their thoughts are real and they think their emotions are real, you're going to argue with them. It wouldn't help to actually say, you know, you're full of shit. You, you believe you're believing your thoughts. Now, if somebody's a really close student of mine, they might get too close. Now, what? Let them have it or not. Perhaps not. So whatever starts to come your way eventually, I say eventually because it's still, as long as there's a path quality of, of receiving, receiving whatever scenery is coming towards you as you're walking down the path, just a way of talking about it. Whatever scenery is showing up, just receive. Add nothing. Even if you know the name of a bird, uh, don't add. Unless the, bird, the, the name comes up spontaneously, then of course you wouldn't want to fight with anything that's arising because the bird and what is arising in your mind are the same thing. If you're not interfering with them, start to interfere. And then all of a sudden, uh, heaven and earth are set apart, a hair's breadth deviation, and you've totally missed the whole damn thing because you're still into somebody who's on a path, who's looking at a bird. It's a particular bird, not that bird, but that bird over there. And I think I can't quite remember that name, bird's name, but as soon as I talk to Ondo, I'm going to find out what that bird's name is. <laughs> Have any other birders here besides Ondo? So you know what I'm saying. I think it's like whatever's coming is going to be is going to be just what it is, and it'll look separate, it'll look different, and it'll be challenging. And the ego mind keeps looking at it, and the ego mind will keep rearing its head and saying, "Come on, this is not working. You're not doing any better. You're still full of yourself. You're still self-centered. You know, you're still having suffering. You know, maybe you should try to maybe you should study yoga, or maybe you should you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, those kind of things keep showing up." Maybe I should do something else. Or maybe I should sit more. Maybe I should sit less. Maybe I should get a special practice. And it's not that there couldn't be some of those things might not be helpful on your path. That's why you have um, a teacher, a teaching, and a community. Because between the three of those, you're, I don't say you're cornered, but you're trapped. Not too bad of a trap. What do you mean by using the word real? Something's real. Yeah, it, it's it's real because uh, uh, it, it's not subject to change. It's not uh, it's not relative to anything. It's fundamentally real. It's real. It's real. Everything else is coming and going. Name me one thing that's that's uh, not coming and going. And I'll, I'll, let me see if I uh, would give that the the moniker of being real. Can you do it? Something that never changes. Yeah, hard to find something because the more you find something close to that, it's more and more like nothing. The sky, well, the sky is full of mosquitoes. Still something. This mosquitoes, what are they doing? They're dividing up the sky. Right, Ondo? So let me have some questions from some of you fully ordained monks there. Or if you're sewing a robe, ask me a question. When you were um, talking to Maria, responding to her question. Yes. I think you brought up meeting people where they're at, if they're believing their thoughts um, and so on. What is, what or who is believing or disbelieving thoughts the consciousness is uh, turning itself into a wad of, of something turning itself uh, consciousness is powerful Con consciousness makes turtles you know how hard it'd be to make a turtle consciousness does that and you're not separate from the consciousness that makes turtles or ducks or aphorisms It's not separate from that. It's also not the same as that. That's why it's a, a, a conundrum. 
So that 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 grasping, that rejecting, and that shutting down, that dynamic, we use the seventh consciousness and those kind of models to help us have some kind of uh, access to that that particular dynamic of the consciousness of the awareness that tends to bundle up into a, a protective area or a paranoid area. Uh, Trungpa Rinpoche called the seventh consciousness a paranoid insurance policy. It's like, I'm going to just wad myself up here and I'm just going to be here and I'm going to, if any threat comes along, I'm going to stop it or, or change it or move away from it. And it, it, you can make up all kinds of stories about that. Consciousness is not something else. There isn't anything else. I'm not trying to be vague or bizarre or zenny or anything. Uh, come and get me. Ask me questions. Especially you people that are ordained. Ask on behalf of others. If you think you know everything, which means you don't have any questions. Right? Is that right? I already know everything. Come and get me. Go. So going by, so going, go ahead. Can, can uh, stillness be seen? I think if I understand your question, I think that just through contrast, through through something moving and other, something else isn't but not moving. But it's very relative. So from one point of view, everything is still. And from another point of view, everything is moving. So it's it's the relative idea is that. But what is meant by stillness is a more of an ultimate idea that nothing really is occurring because of the ultimacy. But it's not something you can kind of grok with your six sense fields. But it's something you could contemplate and reflect on. Reflect on movement as you watch your thoughts move. Reflect on stillness as that area right next to the thought that's moving. Use the contrast idea rather than movement or not movement. The, the interesting thing about it is the self-centered aspect of the mind starts to feel more and more at a loss for this. This is why it seems to be necessary to have this kind of a structure. Otherwise, you, you just you just give up after a while. I know if you give up and stop, but you just feel worn out, like you're not getting anywhere. And then some people, depending on their, how they're wired, will just start to think to themselves, like, I guess, you know, maybe I already am enlightened. Every now and then you meet somebody who thinks they're enlightened. And they don't hesitate. Well, they might hesitate a little bit because they don't want to look too bad. They might hesitate a little bit. They might hem and haw. Well, I'm not really enlightened. Or, yeah, yeah, well, no, no, I'm not enlightened. You know what I mean. So you might see stillness and you might see movement. You might see the contrast and you might be very perplexed by the whole thing because of the, the, the seduction of that kind of a, those kind of concepts to, cause you to look for something moving or look for something that is staying still, which is, uh, pardon me, highly uh, polished form of materialism. Are you monks trying to crank up questions or not? <laughs> I, am, I have a question I've been oh, uh -oh. waiting to ask. Oh, go ahead. Um, earlier you said the concept of consciousness. So whatever that is, can that be directed? No. I use the word awareness. You, you can direct it. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at you, but now I'm going to be aware of the door. So, or I'm going to, but I could also listen to the door, which might be a little bit more difficult to understand, or could smell the door, or I could think the door. I mean, I'm, I'm, it sounds a little crazy or confusing, but there's a lot can happen in that area. A lot can be understood with approaching that is not not to lock down too tight on a particular way of understanding or receiving or directing one's awareness or consciousness. Uh, what this talk is about is ref just reflecting on how important just consciousness is. It doesn't have to be a person there. And so it just... The, the, the totally valuable thing about you being here and being alive is you, you are, you are, you are, you're here. You're here. And then, but then we tend end up, to end up coming with all, all kinds of protocols about how to get somewhere else, how to be better, how to be more wealthy, better looking, better, all of that. We all deal with this. And so this is why it seems to be so important to find a construct, you know, find the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, and work within that construct and try to be, try to help others. 
work on your own mind also, but but help others to and support others becomes quite. So my, that question was inspired by a verse in the thirty verses. Okay, go ahead. And one translation is. If consciousness isn't situated in this only, the twofold grasping will not cease to operate. Yes. So if consciousness isn't situated with this on, in this only. <laughs> That's a great one, isn't it? How great would one? we? Yeah. Pardon me? I just was saying, isn't that a great line? Go ahead. Go ahead with your question. I apologize for interrupting you. Go ahead. So it says if consciousness. Sit down, hold still, look at the wall. Just this, just this, just this. And it'll be just this, just that, just that, on and on and on, chatter, daydreaming. I'm sure you all, all, all of you, especially those of you who've done block setting, where the long periods of setting, boring, looking for entertainment, looking for what? Something else, something else. Looking for something else. How do I know about it? You know how I know. I've done that. I still do that. I still get bored. I'm bored now. <laughs> so if consciousness isn't isn't just in this, if it's just not here, if it's not situated there, just a way of talking about it. I don't know, uh, Chisho. What what word? What was the word for situated in Sanskrit? You know, you remember? There are several words. Prasthana would be one of my words. Prasthana. Uh, let me go. Let me go look at that verse and then I'll come back. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Please do. Which verse is that? It's uh, which number is the verse? You know. I think it's either twenty-five or twenty-six. Not positive. Valid. Okay. And so. Okay. Yeah, avatishthati is established in. Okay. is to stand. Okay, so it is very similar to uh, to uh, situated. Yeah, situated. Yeah, I would I would have translated it as established. Established. Okay, and so and uh, Stefan Anaker yeah. Stefan Anaker's translation you're talking about though is the one where he said situated. Uh, yeah. Okay. And what what word did uh, I what, I have not what, what word did the other translation you guys are looking at? Uh, what word did they use there? This is a test. So, <laughs> ben Connolly uses does not rest. Huh. Yeah. Rest, just rest in rest in projection only. Huh. Yeah. That's what Ben Connolly uses, but I don't yeah. know Stefan yeah. Anik, I mean, Koza knows yeah. it uh, by heart, and so does Sokuen. So. Yeah. Okay, so, well, we can leave it at that, but uh, thank you for looking that up, uh, Chisho. I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, we have to use words to, to talk about this or point at this. I'm using words all the time, and I'm always trying to understand what might be a better way to talk about something. Uh, and they say situated in or established in or uh, rest in. And so there's all kinds of saying uh, it's, it's not about grasping it. It's just about understanding it and perceiving it and not accepting it, not rejecting it, not looking away. To me, that's resting. So don't don't buy it. Don't try to situate. And that's why these uh, conceptual things are so difficult, because it sounds like they're telling you to to do something that is an act of doing rather than may look more like just not doing anything, but but stay with the consciousness only. This is why I'm saying consciousness first. What arises in consciousness? I don't care which one of these concepts it is or which one of these translations is. If you attach to any one of those, then that that's just like a, um, it's like a consciousness sink, uh, a sink. I mean, it's like the consciousness, the energy of consciousness gets absorbed in the, in the selectivity of the word or the intention or, uh, just like shikantaza, sometimes we use really words that don't, it's really hard to understand, like uh, shunyata or suchness. So so that it's much more difficult to to go in with the ego mind and just do that. And, you know, do that or be that. So they're, 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 they're magnetic and then they pull us into it. But as soon as we get into the word suchness, when often do you use that word? 
uh, like the only time I've ever used it, uh, you know, uh, specifically would be, uh, uh, well, you know, such and such. <laughs> so suchness. Just uh, tatata or, or the uh, tatagata, tatagata garbo, the womb of one who, one or that which comes thus later, just as there without any particular production or uh, nothing producing it and so on. So difficult to do conceptually. This is why it seems necessary, it is necessary, as I understand it, to just train the mind to see clearly what is coming, what is going, and what is hanging out. Goes on more. Goes on bowing. A couple of years ago, when we were looking at that verse together, you suggested using the word attention, and you said so as long as attention isn't situated in this only. So what what is attention? Just attending to something. So that, that may work. A person might have to study this material and uh, uh, maybe not translate it themselves, but just like with you and uh, Chisho, you're talking back and forth, and Chisho uh, uh, appreciates uh, the, what is the other fellow's, uh, oh, I can't, uh, Jay, Go, uh, Jay uh, Garfield? Because I'm bowing. We're studying the, um, uh, the three natures. Three natures, and that's Garfield's translation. Okay, that's right. I get those mixed up. So, so you might find that just like uh, the Wu Tai translation of the thirty verses, you know, it might not. It might be good to have that along, but really, it seems that the Anakar translation of the thirty verses seems more crisp or, or tighter, and a less uh, chance of you sliding off into some kind of a, a soft approach. When I say soft, I don't mean uh, soft or weak. I'm just seeing too, a little bit too. Um, uh, not specific enough for what, what for what is being pointed out and taught needs to be more specific. I feel so. Any any words? We can go backwards on this. Any? Go ahead. Go ahead, Choro. If consciousness isn't situated in this only, where is it situated? Well. It is usually as, as the confusion or the delusion part of it. It keeps jumping from one to the other, looking for results. We're trying to squeeze happiness out of this situation or that. You know, should I do this? Should I do that? Consciousness is wandering around at the service of an imputed identity called the seventh consciousness or me and my likes and dislikes and my hopes and fears. And so and so what's being uh, um, suggested or recommended through these teachings is to look at whatever is moving and then just continually receive that so that consciousness is receiving that instead of fighting with it or changing it or adding a bunch of uh, baloney sandwiches to it. Just receive. Just receive. There's no guarantee that, you, that you'll attain liberation, but you're probably not going to attain liberation by going in circles looking for one thing after another after another, trying on different uh, spiritual paths or uh, shoes. So just Sit down, keep it very simple. Look at what moves, watch what moves. Watch on the wall, watch in your mind. Hold the body very still. Set up a strong contrast of the, body, the stillness of the body so you can see the movement of the consciousness. And uh, liberate yourself from the cage of your... In your mind? Yes. So um, a minute ago, I think you said stay with consciousness only. Um, it, it, but you also said it's not about grasping, not buying it. Um, so I guess I'm having a challenge with that word stay. It, 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 because you talk about maintenance and we can't maintain anything. So it, what is the, the staying with consciousness? Okay. So the way, way I would use that in the way you're asking, just like when you sit down and face the wall, you stay there. So that kind of, once you do, just, just stay there. And of course, keeping your body in one position is uh, difficult, but you also notice the way you can't quite do that. The way you need to get up and go to the restroom or you need to stand up and stretch or you need to stretch your leg out. So the staying, the intention is not uh, a restriction so much or an order or a, a military kind of thing or a war. I mean, it's, there's no struggle happening there. You just do the best you can to hold still and observe. 
but you but there's some what wiggle room there so you can get up the same thing with a, a stay with and so far as you can and i say this i think i did in the talk today that and so far as you can just receive and if you notice yourself out of causes and conditions let's call it your karma you tend to add on to certain thoughts that arise then just observe that the very thing that you're producing you can you can turn into a, a excuse me reception especially if you don't think add on to that necessarily oh i shouldn't be producing if the producing comes up spontaneously keep it very simple and just notice that you're doing that more so does appreciation come into this eventually appreciation the way i talk about appreciation is uh is allowing things to be what they are and seeing what they are and seeing what they are doesn't mean you know what they are in a in the conventional sense of good or bad or up or down or back or forth or black or white pink or yellow or anything you don't know anything uh you don't necessarily know the qualities of it you just know its basic presence is is appreciation producing mm, it may but it would it would it would come out of dependent origination and it would there would be no producer behind it so it could happen like you'd be you would be appreciating something and then because of the appreciation uh again dependent origination you might move closer to whatever it is you might move away you might leave uh you might talk about it to someone it might be just very ordinary but it would be coming out of what you're seeing it's like when people go into an art gallery i'm using that because i could be using anything poetry music any of the artistic productions including food uh situations anywhere people creating anything uh to appreciate that isn't to know who did it or know what school it was or that's just a substitute I mean, you could know that too, but it's appreciated to really see it, receive it in such a way that you don't know what it is. You don't, you don't have any, you don't stop what you're appreciating by adding, well, it's an abstract expression and abstract expressionism, or it's a uh, uh, metal music, or it's a uh, folk music, or any kind of, not that you couldn't do that also, but that wouldn't replace your receiving. You could receive it and still have names and forms could arise around it and you could still appreciate that doesn't mean you you appreciate it like a conventional idea of art appreciation it's different than that okay yeah eric wilson has a question eric wilson has a question uh, go ahead as soon as i can find it he asks does one who comes thusly have any motivation uh from the from the point of view that we are asking it i would say no but the the point of view that one who is coming uh thusly uh that could function in lots of different ways it it could function as a the as a bodhisattva or it could function as a um a waiter in a restaurant other than umami so don't don't get all cocky over there, is you guy. <laughs> For a while I thought Nishikai was smiling and then I realized his screen's frozen. And then I thought, no, it can't be frozen because that beautiful person next to him is not frozen. You guys like little postage stamps. Further questions, if you have them, or we can close if you have further questions. Don't you? Go ahead, whomever. Uh, earlier you said be aware of being aware. Yeah. What does awareness look like? It, there, there's not much happening there. Uh, one of the ways to do it is a, there's a, a the teaching that I talk about now and then is called halfway measures. And that might be a good way because it doesn't include particular phenomena like thoughts or emotions or, or anything. Uh, <laughs> mantras, passion, aggression, ignorance, but just uh, any two points between here and the garage or here in the parking lot at some point, just uh, you could physically stop, but you could also just flash on just the awareness, just a, 
just a basic presence of being alive and being here and receiving not any particular thing, but just notice that everything is coming into all of your, all of your, uh, your mind stream uh, through all the six sense fields, including your mind. Things are just, this is happening spontaneously all the time. And at some point, if you continue on this path, there's a good chance that that there won't be anything but halfway measures. You're always, you're always halfway between here and nowhere. And it's not uncomfortable. Life is no longer uncomfortable. I'm not saying you don't have pain. You're going to, definitely going to have pain. You have nerve endings, but you're no longer no longer looking for something else. Those days are gone. And and you didn't do it. Yes, sir. Uh, so on the halfway measure, I do practice it, especially while doing crossword. I know the word and I'm going to enter it, but I stop halfway before starting to write on the mm-hmm. paper. Uh, what am I observing? I mean, it feels different. I, I now know what that feeling is different in terms of, you know, instructors writing. It's a, it sounds like a good practice. I don't know what you, you know what enough. Looking for or you, what? you aren't. You aren't looking for anything. No. You're, you're doing it. I can tell by the way you describe it. Just just continue. Just continue to do that if you wish. No, you're. I, there's no need of adjusting you at all. I sometimes by looking at I'm looking at everybody's faces, but when I look at when I look at Nicole and Nishikai, it looks like they're watching cartoons. They're both laughing, so I think they're actually watching cartoons and <laughs> pretending they're attending a Dharma talk. No. Oh, he is, he's doing it. He's the cartoon. <laughs> if you want to look closer, everyone, you can pin their video. It brings it up like full screen. Really yeah. Good look. Well, the only person I've been doing that with is Wendy, because I was trying to figure out what neighborhood she's in there. See that? Wendy's. What are you doing there, Wendy? <laughs> I can't do it. It won't work with the photograph. Any uh, any questions just before the final question? Excuse me. What appears to precede consciousness? Very good, excellent. Yeah, that's the absolute. It's just since you can ask that question, then I can give you that kind of an answer. That that's that's nothing. Nothing in particular, but that's what you're not separate from. If you realize that, then the work is over. The, the only way you'll really notice that, that that might be the case is you, you notice you don't, want, you don't have anything to do. You don't want anything. You, you're not really too concerned with what happens. Unless you're hungry, then you might eat. And it's not, a, it's not some kind of fancy a feeling of being some kind of transcendental know-it-all. It may be even the opposite of that. It's like Coben said, falling apart, falling apart, falling apart. Nothing to do. Everything all at once. Time and space are gone. They're still there as, a, as an illusion, but they're fundamentally have no gravitas anymore. There isn't anyone else. The only way you can be lonely if there's someone else and you don't get to see them. But if there isn't anyone else, good question. There's a lot of room for questions in that area. I would be delighted if, if you would uh, uh, take us all down in there, and I'll bring my flashlight. I think you said it's the absolute, and you also said it's nothing. Is yeah. the absolute nothing? Uh, no. What is the absolute? You're looking at it, but you just laminate things on top of it. You think a wall is different than a chicken just because one clucks. (laughs) You're looking at it. 
it's not to, when we say not to, nothing is left out. Nothing gets to escape and be the one other thing that is not to, like the wall or the absolute or the, uh, um, whatever. You can come up with all kinds of, but there's no, nothing else. The elseness is, is it. it even says this uh, on Unyo's Araksu, what, 10 years ago? Was it 10? Now, 10 years ago, I gave her Jukai and wrote nothing else on there. And at the time, I didn't know what I was writing. I just wrote nothing else. And then, then I'm stuck with reading it too. Senshi, don't you have any questions? Senshi, darling, I don't. <laughs> 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 okay, well, as I said, as I've said many times, or at least 10 times, I don't really want you to crank questions up. On the other hand, cranking them up is not good. On the other hand, if during the week or something, you come up with a question uh, about anything that's going on, any of the teachings or anything you see or understand, jot it down. Because there's, there's only so much time left. For all of us, not just me, but only so much time. But what is that? People, others. Unya was trying to get me to look at the at YouTube because she thinks I'm uh, spending too much time with you guys, <laughs> and so she thinks they're going to be jealous. Is that what you think? They feel hmm? the fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. FOMO. FOMO. That's right. Oh, uh, Joseph Kalamazoo bowing. Yes, sir. Is the laminate part of the absolute? Laminate? You just said we laminate. You look at, you told Jews on that he's looking at it. We just. Yeah, laminate. it is. Yeah, I got it. Okay. So is the laminate yeah, yes, part is. of the absolute? It is, if you see it. But if you don't see it, then you will think that you're missing out. FOMO. And then Eric Wilson has another question. You say you're looking at it. Could you say you're looking with it? Is it looking with you? Maybe a little bit. But I think the teaching or the, the instruction that you're looking at it would be more helpful than looking with it. Because that's like there's a bunch of stuff all you're teaming up with, uh, with reality and going to obtain uh, enlightenment together. So I think looking at it is better. It's more mirror-like. There seems to be a mirror-like quality. And this shows up in the teachings, not you know, way before we got here, the Song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi out of what, the 8th century? And mirror-like wisdom. So it's very much like looking in a mirror and, and recognizing this. That would be a way that I could say that this has been going on for, with me for quite a while. We call it going on. I'm not thinking about it all the time or reflecting, but if I if I just look at anything and and, um, and with a kind of a you know inquisitive about what is that? If I ask anything what it is, it tells me. And it doesn't say table. It doesn't say uh, pile of garbage. There's a pile of garbage over there. <laughs> There's not garbage over there. Very clean over there. Uh, it, it doesn't come back and say its name. It, 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 it's what it is, and you're not separate from it. So therefore, it has a mirror-like quality. It doesn't look like you, but the consciousness that is perceiving that uh, is also perceiving itself. And this is where the actual perception of the six sense seals and their objects starts to show up in such a way that you're actually experiencing a, the relative nature of absolute truth. The relative that you're, you're an incarnated being. You're not even a human being. You're just because you could be any being. You could be a turtle. We talked about earlier, and I'm not kidding you. And also, I have no proof, and I don't need proof. Nor do you. You just reflect on that a little bit. There's anything that couldn't happen next. Anything is possible. Questions are good. You have any more? Come on, you guys. There's some things I would like to say, but you know I can't I can't say it unless you ask me the question. Because Kuhn, of, yes, Kuhn. Does consciousness have a kind of language, Bowen? 
I'm not sure if I understand what you're saying, but uh, but everything is the language we use is very primitive of sounds and verbalization and so on, making up things to represent something else. You know, wood, a kotsu. Uh, but if I'm understanding what you're asking, I would, which I that might be what you're asking. I would say that if you're just if you're just aware. And think everything is coming at you in terms of it's what the, the names, the color of something. Something's green, something's red, something's blue, something's square, something something already has such a strong identity to it, like a bookshelf or a wall, or that that. But if you can look at it just as it is, without buying into the way it's used or the materialistic aspect of it, then the language of that is just it's just not separate. It's it has been said long. One of the first teachings of the Buddha that I heard was way, way a long time ago, probably in the maybe early 60s sometime. I don't know what I was reading it. I think one of Kanzi's translations of one of his texts, uh, Heart Sutra, Diamond Sutra, maybe a commentary, is that everything is preaching the Dharma. And that was that caught me at that time. And I remember thinking, how can it possibly be everything's preaching the Dharma? Well, what is the Dharma? Dependent origination, not, not separate, no self and no skandhas. No solid being anywhere. Just presence, just authentic presence, and it's 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 there. It's not yelling at you. It's not whispering at you, uh, but it's preaching or it's teaching you. You're ready to receive it. And how do you practice? Sit down, look at a wall, or look at a tree, or look at the back of a turtle. Speaking of turtles, just look at something that's not moving. Turtles don't move much. Look at something that's not moving. And then watch what continues to move, which is your mind chattering about this, liking this, don't like this, I like this, I'm not doing so good, I'm doing terrible, I'm doing really great. Any kind of movement that's happening in the mind, all you have to do is watch it. There's nothing to accomplish. If, you, if you're just observing what's moving, this is the path. It's like it's like nothing is moving, yet the scenery is going by. And what are you doing? You know, look at your feet. Is there a path there? Sheldon has a question. Uh, Sheldon. Thank yes. you for joining us, Sheldon. He asks, as long as we are a sentient being who perceives, won't we be laminating our perce our perception onto what is real? Yes. <laughs> That's a good question. But here's the thing. You don't have to stop doing it. You just have to see that you do it. If you're just aware, it's, that's why I say not about getting somewhere. It's not about getting enlightened. It's not about suddenly transcending this or that or being someone else or suddenly having no more negative feelings or uh, being all peaceful. Uh, it is about fundamentally seeing what is happening. And don't accept it. Don't reject it. Don't look away. And in this way, uh, a consciousness that was just showing up as somebody you thought was trapped in your head, uh, there isn't anywhere you don't see yourself. There's anywhere that consciousness. You can move your awareness anywhere, and there's no there's no uh, proof. There's no evidence for it, but you don't need evidence. The evidence is re the relative situation. Evidence that fire burns, water's wet, earth is hard, wind moves. Evidence. Tanya from Kalamazoo has a question. Tanya Bowie, what is justice? Well, in the conventional sense, you know, I don't know, I don't have a dictionary de definition of it, but uh, uh, I, I would say that's one of the one of the things that's kind of missing in our world is justice. So it's just a relative way of of saying that we should be fair, we should try to consider people and be be just. So look at a situation where this has happened, the person did this, this happened, and that happened due to their whatever their karma, their causes and conditions. All the conditioning brings up all these billions of people all having different ideas about what this world is about. Uh, everything from their religion to their non-religion to their atheism, agnosticism, Buddhism, Sufism, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. I mean, you could go on and on to everything. There's all kinds of different things going on. So justice would be just being fair with someone about whatever situation to try to look at it. Instead of just a cut and dried thing where somebody does this, we lock them up. That's not justice. That's brutality. And it's and it, you can't correct it as it is. You can't correct the fire as it's burning the house. You have to 
find out about matches, find out about fire, find out about the, wood, the temperature at which wood burns, and a lot of things, not to be too silly about it, but you have to go deep into it. And what I say is, why not go deep into the whole damn thing? Why not find out what this, what this human being is? This is an astonishing thing to show up, you know, whatever you, mine is 79 years ago, yours is a 25, 30, 40 years ago, or whatever you may, whatever age you may be. We just kind of just go along, well, I'm this, and I went to this school, and I had these friends, and had this wife or this spouse, and then I got divorced, or I didn't get divorced, or I didn't get married, or all these stories about ourselves. And it's not that you need to get rid of them, just see that they're untrue. They're relatively true and ultimately untrue. You can do that. You can see that. If you want that, I'll help you with it, as I say over and over again. I want to make sure you hear me say that. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here to be uh, admired or adored or or uh, anything or believed in, as I say over and over. Don't believe it. Don't believe what I say. But listen, pay attention. Consider it. No more questions. No more questions uh, here in the peanut gallery. You could dedicate the merit at the temple. Dedicate the merit at the temple, and you guys can go home and rest. My goodness. Nishikai and Nishikai and Nicole are telling each other jokes. Prenez-vous.